Network, where we discuss the weekly gaming news that you don't want to miss out on. I am joined by my weekly co-hosts every week. I've got Wes and Danny in the house. How are you, gents? Hey, buddy. How's it going, guys? How's everybody doing? Going well. It is going well here. It's uh, it, it's been a busy, busy weekend. Had my birthday yesterday, so it was uh, the big old three zero. Thank you. Yeah, it's a big old three zero. I'm not really liking the body upgrade though. Uh, the hardware. There's a little bit of malfunction in the lower back area. Um, Join the club, buddy. Join the club. Yeah. I yeah. Was, wait till you hit the next. After ten more levels, you start to lose ability points. Oh, I see. I don't understand. It's like <laughs> it's like. After all this hard work, why, why am I losing ability? I mean, I know that you gain stats in wisdom and intelligence, but you lose in, in charisma, dexter, charisma, dexterity, constitution, and strength, which is, I just think, a really weird stat dump to do so late in the game. And you lose more points than you gain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, at that point, you can't even go wizard because you can't even carry anything. No. So, no. I don't know. It's just... It's not looking good. I think it's uh, downhill from here on out. But anyways, we're not here to talk about the <laughs> tragedies of life. We're here to talk about the weekly gaming news that you don't want to miss out on. And that's what we're going to be diving into here. So you gents ready for that? Let's do it. Yeah, all set. Alright, so the first one we have tonight that we're going to be tackling is uh, Nintendo is being uh, Nintendo is acquiring the Luigi's Mansion 3 developer Next Level Games. You know, this one's probably going to be an exciting one for Danny. That uh, Nintendo is one of his favorites. So tell us a little bit about Next Level Games that you know of, Danny. All right. So uh, like many of you know that Next Level Games basically did uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 for the 3DS and Luigi's Mansion 3 that came out for the Nintendo Switch two years ago. Uh, And uh, both fantastic games uh, from a company that uh, is a a smaller company. You didn't think that Nintendo would actually allow them to... Uh, jump on and take their uh, one of their newest flagship series, uh, Luigi's Mansion, being a new title that came out originally for the GameCube, uh, and has three sequels as of now. And uh, currently, I believe they're planning a fourth one, which is amazing, and it's one of my favorite series. Uh, but yeah, this this company is is getting a lot of points because, uh, especially with the 3DS hardware, uh, creating a Luigi's Mansion game to run on that one. I, I should mention that they also did the remake of the original for the 3ds as well so uh they have all three under their belt uh but they've they've taken a, a massive game uh and condensed it down for the 3ds hardware and made an impressment uh oppressive achievement uh in in um and putting that game together and i'm excited to see what they do next um so far like i said they've only done luigi's mansion but uh i want to see what happens when they make uh, some other of their other titles. There's there's a lot of games that that they could uh, continue to 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 make, and uh, hopefully one of them will be uh, F Zero. I'd love to see F Zero come back. That would be a great one to come back. We also have Car Hero in the chat calling out Super Mario Strikers. I'd really love to see that they, game come back. They did do Strikers. Yeah. I forgot yes. about Strikers too. Yeah. yeah that was their, that that was was their first one. There. Yeah. So strike, and they are also a Canadian company. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the arc we're, we're going off also doesn't get car hero pointed out too. I think that's rather fascinating. Uh, Wes, do you know much about this Canadian developer yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of knew of their work and that sort of thing. Um, this this just struck me as kind of the the right call for Nintendo to to sort of just acquire them, get them under the belt. They they had proven themselves over and over that that 
they are able to do good work with the, the mainline characters in, in in that Mario universe. Um, Luigi's Mansion Three is one of the best selling games on the Switch. I think it's out. It's sold eight million copies or something like something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. So they've they've shown that they can not just produce you know good games with with the that canon, but also create games that are going to be big sellers. So this is a good move by Nintendo to to like lock them down and say, okay, look, you know, we will give you the IPs and you guys can kind of run with them. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of see what else they, they get up to. Um, Nintendo is, is definitely one to kind of go back to, to developers who've proven themselves. We're seeing that with, uh, with retro and Metroid prime. Uh, hopefully at some point we see Metroid prime. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is just a, solid move by nintendo to acquire someone that 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 has proven to do well for them now i really haven't known nintendo to go out and and this is just my knowledge on this i haven't really known nintendo to go out and hand out their ip like that somebody that they don't already own i think that there must have been some kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for here um trust yeah yeah that's it trust basically already put in there or you know say you know what you did you did good with this and uh Obviously, that's really why they wanted to go and lock them up and secure them. And be like, hey, you know what? Now, now you're ours. We really like what you do. Now, they may be trusted with another IP. Be really interested to see that. Car Hero saying Luigi Mansions Three is probably best looking game on the Switch too. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a it's a very good looking game. It's a it's such a cool game. I love that game. Yeah, me too. It's definitely probably my. See, a lot of people love uh, Super Mario Odyssey. I choose Luigi's Mansion Three over it. That's just my opinion. I still choose Odyssey over Luigi's Mansion Three, but you know what? Like for for uh, like Luigi's Mansion One just seemed like a throwaway kind of thing at the launch of the the GameCube. Um, with with uh Mario Sunshine not being ready to go for the launch, it seemed like they were just kind of throwing mm-hmm. a you know, quote unquote Mario game out just at the launch to kind of get something, and for it to actually take off and be a solid game is is very very cool and. Mm. To to have continued, you know, we we saw the the three DS game, and then we uh, we see the 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 third one. That's just it's a fantastic game. They've they've evolved it in a very cool way, and and just kind of stuck with that that basic formula that just worked. I find it absolutely incredible that Nintendo has such a diverse catalog of characters. They can just whip up a game, and or whip up a character and pull out a game and brand new game, brand new line, Donkey Kong. Yoshi, Luigi, Mario, Peach. Or I don't think Peach has her own game yet, but I imagine she will. And she there, you know what? Uh, no, DS game. Yeah, there There's is a DS Super game, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see another one for Switch. There's literally one I picked up called Pretty Princess Party. Okay. I swear to God, right. the castle in the background looks the exact same as Peach's castle. She looks like Peach. It, it literally looks like a Princess Peach game, except there's no Princess Peach. And I was just like, Nintendo, like this could be something you guys do. It's it's some I bought it for my daughter, my five and a half year old daughter. It's a castle decorating game. You decorate your princess, decorate your castle, you know, kind of like Animal Crossing in a way, but less like going out and getting resources. You're just decorating. And but anyways, I don't. Know. Nintendo's N- Nintendo. You guys are you guys are rocking. That's all I got to say to that. Let's move on though. Uh, we're moving on to. Sorry? Make a new F Zero. Make yes. a new F Zero. It's been 
fucking 17 years. Give me a new Sub-Zero, please. I am begging yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, we need a new one. We need a new one. And so. a new WarioWare. And Car Hero <laughs> mentions Wario games. Uh, it, just WarioWare for the Switch, please. Or uh, Wario World. Wario has uh, a new one. That was the best one. Waluigi needs a game. I'm surprised he hasn't had one yet. Right? I don't know if I can get on board with <laughs> Put him in Smash, at least. Right? Yeah. Get him in there not, first. Then we'll start talking. Whatever the fuck he is in Smash. <laughs> the trophy. The uh, Tenchu Stealth Assassin's creator and the president of Acquire, Takumo Endo, uh, has said that he wants to make a new Tenchu game for the PlayStation 5 and kind of almost, uh, in a way, potentially revitalize the series on there as well. So... There's nothing currently set in stone. I don't know really much about the Tenshu series myself, but uh, I would say that it, has, it seems like it would be a decent thing to get back. Uh, although, again, like I just I, I've never played any of the Tenshu series. Have uh, Have you, Wes? Uh, yeah, it's a ninja stealth action yeah. kind of game. Um, similar vein to like Metal Gear Solid. Not not quite as well, <laughs> nowhere near as cinematic, but it's a more idea. Um, you know, you're kind of like getting up on the rooftops and running around, dropping behind guys, sneaking up on them, killing them. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd go for a new Tenchu game. Well, Tenchu 3 was what, PS2? Danny might be able to correct me I... on that one. No, you're right. It, it has been since PS2. There's only been one Tenchu game for uh, that I can remember like after the PS2, and that was for the the, uh, the Vita had one. Or was it the mm. PSP? I, I can't remember PSP. now if it was the Vita yeah. or the PSP. I, that was yeah, the last I one I played. Sure, and that was sure. that's going back a while now. But it's yeah. an awesome series. Like I, I do enjoy that game. The only thing I find with it is that after a while it does get a little repetitive. Mm. Um, for those who have played, because basically, like Wes is saying, you're you're a ninja, you're an assassin, uh, you're sneaking into your your enemy's camp, kind of thing, killing the main boss, and that's how the story advances. Fun game though. Like I, I think with the PS5's hardware and the upgraded and graphics, it could be a really cool game. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with with games like Sekiro and um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, like you yeah. know, sort of laying that groundwork of of giving us that that ninja like feudal Japan kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe now's the time to kind of you know strike while that theme is hot. So yeah. Speaking of Sekiro, though, unfortunately, we might not get that because Tenchu is locked behind from software. So from software re release, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and it's probably unlikely that they're going to go back to Tenchu. They may or may not, but uh, as, as it seems, they had the Tenchu license and they decided to launch a whole new game with mm -hmm. it. So we'll have to wait and see as for whether or not a new Tenchu game comes to the PlayStation 5 or if the Tenchu fans will be left waiting. But there is more games in development, and we're going to be taking... Hey, look, this time at a Dishonored co-creator is working on a brand new arcane game with Dishonored and Prey developers. So Dishonored co-creator Harvey Smith is working on a brand new game over at Arcane Austin alongside devs from the Dishonored and Prey teams. Um, not He's not on Deathloop. He's on something else. And it's... I don't know, by the sounds of it, because they've got Dishonored and Prey, I can't help but just automatically think it's going to be something in between. It's going to be a mix of the two. Um, yeah, I haven't really heard too much about this. 
Wes, would you know anything with uh, along the lines of what Harvey Smith might be up to? Uh, I mean, he he's definitely known for a certain style of game, um, like a Deus Ex kind of style that okay. Dishonored sort of follows in that same footsteps. Uh, Prey, I haven't played too much of, so I can't say whether or not it does. I know it's got more of the horror aspect mm-hmm. to it, uh, but I, I I didn't actually play that game uh, much more than about an hour. Um, but yeah, he he definitely has a a type of game he likes to make, um, where it's kind of that uh, not quite open world, but sort of open choice in ter- in terms of how you want to approach situations and encounters, and 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 giving you various abilities and and tools in which to sort of build the the experience you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it's kind of along that that same lines. Um, it would just be sort of a case of what is the what is the setting for this? Um, obviously, like Dishonored and and Prey both have very striking sort of uh, settings with with Prey on like the the was the space station for that one, and then uh, Dishonored obviously with its with its sort of dystopian plague ridden, strangely familiar to current times sort of ideas. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be very interested to see kind of what he's up to. Um, but since it sounds like that's just a a recent announcement we might not see anything for a while yeah yeah probably not gonna see anything for a little bit i mean there is really nothing else uh other than obviously because uh arcane studios is owned by Bethesda, who is owned by microsoft he'll be seeing this game coming over to game pass at some point in time danny any any thoughts on this um for me i actually i've never played prey and uh I was looking into playing Dishonored, but I've never tried Dishonored either, so I don't have much background in, into this one. You're sus. Um, yeah. Sus, Danny, <laughs> sus. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm always excited to see something new, so hopefully it'll be something cool. I can highly recommend playing at least Dishonored 1. I never got around to playing Dishonored 2, even though I have it. But Dishonored 1, absolutely. What it is... Um, it's a fantastic game. There are so many cool things you can do in that. You get special abilities. It's it's cool. Definitely check it out. I'm looking forward to this. Anything that Arcane Studios puts out, I will definitely uh, have my eyes looking their way. I had a comment pop up here on our uh, on our feed that I think I may have missed a little bit back. But uh, Skylar Face says, it's only fair Waluigi gets into Smash at this point. But, uh, yeah, I have to agree. Waluigi needs to get into Smash. I don't know what's going on. There's no Waluigi. There's no Wa. I, I'm not a big Smash guy, but yeah, I have, or a big Waluigi guy, but I, yeah, I have to agree. Like, well, I'm surprised it's gone this long and he's not in there. So the reason being that he is not in Smash, to my understanding, has to do with the fact that there's items in the game that spawn characters, and if a character is inside one of those items, they can't be a champion. And Waluigi is one of the characters and, and one of the smash items you can pull out. Yeah, he's a trophy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's but why they say, well, then he can't be a character because he's, he's already... Not in, he's not in very many games, though. When you really yeah, look really at it, mm-hmm. Mario Party, he's in, like, Mario Tennis, um, mm-hmm. the Golf. Olympic games? Uh, yeah. Mario Golf. Yeah. Mario Golf. It, 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 you know Mario what? Kart? Is he in Mario Kart? Yeah, he's in Mario he's in Kart. Kart. Yeah. 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 Oh. I almost feel yeah. that Waluigi, 
I mean, and the name is there itself. Luigi has the same circumstance of Luigi, where he plays second fiddle to Wario and Mario, respectively. Um, but I find so what you're saying a year of Waluigi. I think we need a year of Waluigi. I think we need a year of. I think Luigi and Waluigi need to come together, and I think there needs to be a game that comes out where Luigi and Waluigi have had, you know, a fuck enough with <laughs> Mario and Wario, and like you know what. <laughs> We're gonna show you guys how to actually be brothers. I don't know something, just like a team up game, right? Yeah, some sort of like team them up, beat them up. I don't know. Give me something. I we gotta show love to Luigi and Waluigi. And did you guys know that the Luigi set for the Mario Kart Live Online was the hotter selling of the two because more people wanted Luigi than they did Mario? Yeah, and that, that was, was me, but I couldn't find one. There, oh. he had that death stare. That's yeah. I Luigi. <laughs> drive past him when he just fucking shoots daggers at him fucker <laughs> how dare you pass me fucking I don't like Luigi but I fucking play that like spindly leg well he's not spindly legs but leg kicking motherfucker <laughs> just to see him shoot daggers at people's well I, I love it like I, I, I had to pick up the uh I was going to pick up the Luigi one and then went to uh to my Walmart and uh the website said that they had it in stock, so I was like, I'm going to go and pick it up. I want to get it right away. Went there, and basically all it is is Mario's got the Mario one, and then, like, two weeks later, I see Luigi everywhere. I'm just like, son of a bitch. Right. Chat, mm-hmm. we got okay. blowing up right now. Uh, Evan's saying support. Uh, well, isn't it? Because Luigi and Waluigi are opposites. Got mm-hmm. faces more exposure for Waluigi. We need more love for Waluigi. That's 100%. Car Hero Waluigi beat em up style game would be hilarious, right? Something. I'm, I'm just kind of down for that one. Like, I, okay, so it's Waluigi and Abraham Lincoln, and because they're all tall, like lanky dudes, <laughs> it's all elbows and knees, and it's Streets of Rage style. But it's but it's it's all elbows and knees. There's no kicks, no punches, elbows and knees. Yeah. You know what? I'm almost feeling like I don't fucking know. You know where you Nintendo hasn't gone down. yet? Nintendo has not made a wrestling game. Imagine like a wrestling game. Wario and yeah. Waluigi, you know, you know, or, I don't know. It, 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 oh, the tag team, the Wa- Waluigi versus Luigi tag team champions. They defeat Mario and Wario. I don't know. Give me something. I just want something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Nintendo here because a long, long time ago, in the beginning of 2000, they may or may not have been Nintendo as we know them today had a certain somebody else had their way. And that was Microsoft, which had been trying to, a long, long time ago, look into buying several companies uh, as they attempted to... Sorry? As Microsoft do. That is what they do now. Yep, nothing changed. So back then, they were trying to get the original Xbox going. They were looking around for companies to purchase, and they looked into a whole bunch. They looked into EA, they looked into Square, they looked into Midway, and last but not least, they looked into Nintendo. And uh, from what the reports have said on this altercation having occurred, uh, they laughed their asses off. The Nintendo executives <laughs> just simply laughed their asses off God, for one whole hour as... Uh, Microsoft tried to pitch themselves towards Nintendo in, in hopes of buying. Uh, quote here an article reading. Uh, uh, 
you know, does a Steve made us go, uh, Steve made us go meet with Nintendo to see if they would consider being acquired. Uh, explains Kevin Bacchus. They just laughed their asses off. Like imagine an hour, somebody just laughing at you. That was kind of how that meeting went. That's, that's hysterical to, to, that's to awesome. come across. that they were laughed out. But of course, in the end, Microsoft found the golden nugget that was Bungie, the creators of Halo, the flagship title that is still the uh, the one that Microsoft leans on to. So, I mean, but Dan, I'm going to throw this to you first. How would you have felt had 20 years ago today, Nintendo sold themselves to Microsoft and, and you may, may or may not have been playing all your Nintendo games on a Xbox console? How yeah, do you think that would have felt? That that would like break my heart and ruin my childhood. Uh, yeah. The fact that Nintendo, like the fact that uh, not Nintendo, but the fact that Microsoft had the balls to go up a, a brand new, well, not a brand new company, but you know, brand new into the gaming market of creating the of bringing their first console. Uh, there was a lot riding on on the first console of the Xbox. Sure. Again, it's success, but it, it took it took a while. You're talking about Nintendo, who's been around. A lot of people, you know, they just think Nintendo came around the 80s. Uh, remember, Nintendo has been around since the early 1900s. That's that's a lot of money that Nintendo has gained. Trading cards. Yeah, throughout that lifetime. Uh, and, you know, Microsoft came in, what, the early 60s? Yep. Microsoft or the 70s? You're the wealth, like... Even to nowadays, the wealth Nintendo has compared to Microsoft, um, you know, they might be a little more balanced now because of the way technology has has gone throughout the years. But, you know, going, like I said, having the balls to go to Nintendo, who is the dominant force at that time, uh, just, you know, put Sega uh, on the shelf uh, and basically was fighting neck to neck with Sony. Uh, that took a lot of balls, and you know, I, I think I'd probably be sitting in that boardroom laughing my ass off too if I was Nintendo. But yeah, I, I think if if Microsoft did purchase Nintendo, say Nintendo was at a struggling point in their in their thing, um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I would be a fan. I think after a while, I'd probably just like bugger off and you know follow another company. I, I don't know. Like I. I I, everyone knows I love Nintendo. I love the characters, but without having the console, like without having the Nintendo brand console, yeah, I probably wouldn't be playing Nintendo games, that's even a, if they were a, licensed. That's an interesting take that you wouldn't play Nintendo games if they were not on a Nintendo console. See, e- even now it's very rare. Like I'm a huge Sega guy. You guys know I love Sega, but uh, you know, like with with the Sega consoles, I was such a huge fan of them growing up. I love my Sega consoles, and I still do. And collecting games from them is hard. Like I, I go out and I buy physical copies that cost me a fortune because of my love for those original consoles. Hmm. Uh, and you know that's the same thing with like Nintendo. W- without having the consoles, like I know a lot of people want, uh, you know, Nintendo brand games to come for other systems. I'm old school. I, I like where systems have their exclusives. I like that you have to go and physically buy a Switch if you want to play Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. Mario. And everything else, that to me is that to me is the point of owning a console, is is having those brands and ha- being like you know years later, be like this Nintendo, this Switch, is you know was the best thing. I took this everywhere with me. I played. I j- it just doesn't feel the same, even with Sega games now. 
Like, I play Sonic because I love Sonic. It's my favorite franchise, but I, it just doesn't feel the same like it did playing on an actual Sega console. I definitely get that. I think it'd be a little bit strange to go and try and play Halo over on a PlayStation or over on mm-hmm. anything else. I think it'd just be uh, be, be, be very weird. How, how do you feel about that, Wes? Uh, I mean, the, the, the big thing that kind of, like, stuck out to me about this story was uh, Microsoft's reasoning for for approaching nintendo uh and it was that nintendo is nintendo's games are much better than its hardware Mm -hmm. and that has been like the the underlying criticism of nintendo for like what 20 years i guess now 20 plus years nintendo makes better games than they do hardware now obviously that argument is maybe a, is is a little different uh, in in light of the Wii and the Switch, maybe less so the Wii U. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was really interesting that they're like, "Well, you guys make really good games. We make we make hardware. We're a hardware. Well, they're more a software company, but they're that was their approach of we know the hardware. You guys can make great games. You know, why don't we give you the hardware that can that can allow you to make even better games." Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah. It immediately jumped out to to me as like this is what this is the same argument people made when they were like, well, Nintendo me- needs to make an iPhone game. Nintendo me- needs to make an Android game. Nintendo needs to make games on PlayStation, PC. All it's always that argument. Their mm-hmm. hardware is not as good as their their software, and sure, their hardware is not as powerful. Um, but I I think we're kind of seeing that having the most powerful console or the best hardware is irrelevant if the games are not good yeah and you know there's a, there's something coming up we're gonna be talking about cyberpunk i think that's clearly one that we can talk on where it's just you know th- that game was top notch you know everything's there it's supposed to be like one of the greatest looking games and you know we've uh it's had a lot of issues it's not a great running game right now for a lot of people so but we're gonna move on uh and this is a little bit of sad news. Um, the Tetris World Champion Jonas Nebuar has died at 39. He was a seven-time champion in the te- uh, classic te- uh, classic Tetris World Champion, seven times, um, and he passed away from a sudden medical emergency. Uh, mm-hmm. The news was first announced over on his Twitter, and the message read: "It's with a heavy heart that we deliver the terrible news that Jonas has passed away." From a sudden medical emergency, he was the absolute best. We are devastated, overwhelmed with grief, and we already miss him dearly. Information to follow when it becomes available. And yeah, when I heard this, and you know what, you know, go figure. You know, it's my birthday yesterday, so I only you know just turned thirty, and you know this uh you know this did happen just yesterday, and and uh. Yeah, it's nine years. Uh, it's uh, you know nine years older than I am, and yeah, you know, I, I know the two of you I think are just slightly slightly older than me, and you know it's, it kind of brings into perspective a few things about life, I would say. But uh, Danny, I thought it was to you first. If you've uh, heard anything about this uh, Jonas Nabar before, or have any comments, thoughts? Yeah, I, I've I followed the name. Like I knew he was the seven time champion and uh yeah, it's it's you know, it's sad news. Thirty nine, like that's he still had a you know, a long life to to go on. So um and you know, from what the reports say, like we don't know anything of how he died until it gets released. 
uh, whether it has to do with the uh, with COVID or not, well, I guess we'll find out. But um, you know, it's a sad day. It's sad when anybody passes away, especially if you're known as the seven time champion of of Tetris. It's it's pretty big because I suck at Tetris. Probably like the worst player at Tetris. Yeah, I, I'm not very good at Tetris either myself. It's never been a game I've become too well acquainted to. The only thing I'm even half decent at is putting stuff in the back of the truck. And I leave that to Alicia to do anyways. <laughs> She's better hey, Joe, at Tetris than I am. Hey there, Joe. Welcome, welcome. What, what do you what do you think there, Wes? What do you think on this? Uh, I mean, I, it was it was shocking. Um, I I I don't know much about him. Uh, I had seen him play uh, in a, a couple of the Tetris World Championships that I'd watched over the last couple years, uh, and I had mostly gotten into it because. Uh, uh, as a big fan of fighting games, I watch a lot of fighting game tournaments, and one of the commentators now for the Tetris World Championships is a well-known fighting game commentator. Uh, so I kind of got into it through my knowledge of him and my enjoyment of his commentary got me into watching the Tetris World Championships. And it's it, it, when I first started, I'm like, really Tetris World Championships? And it was it was <laughs> super exciting to watch. It was it, it like it was intense. It was nail biting. It was it was just an exciting thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I I saw him play. I saw him win one. I think uh, one or both. I'm not not 100 percent sure. But and he was a, a phenomenal player. Um, and and obviously my my condolences go out to his his family, his yeah. friends, the, the entire Tetris competitive community. Like it, it it's it's a devastating blow for for that community and and uh for that group of uh of family and friends. Um. You know, it's 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 sad anytime someone kind of goes far too soon. Um, anytime anyone goes at all. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a loss for for it's a loss for those those communities, and it's you know it, it sucks. We we could have seen even more great things from them, but you know, hopefully they they can kind of look back and and uh, you know cherish the moments they had with them uh, yeah. while he was still around. So. It, it, it... Kind of reminds me of uh, last year when the unfortunate passing of the basketball star Kobe Bryant happened. And there was the outpouring of people who had recognized him as being somebody important in their life that they looked up to, a mentor, an idol, along those lines. As the gaming communities get bigger with more people coming into them, we're also experiencing that kind of same thing. And I, and I kind of feel that that's kind of where you were also going there with... You know, the, the Tetris community is, you know, you know they're hurt right now. There's a big star, someone that a lot of people looked up to. There's people that have most certainly looked up to Jonas and his style of play, his mannerisms, looking up to him, having chatted with him, that are uh, going to be missing him. So, yeah, definitely our condolences here from uh, Nerdy Northerners to all his family, friends, and, yeah. Very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. That happens and again. So young, so young too, and it just uh, it hits you when you, you know, the whole go love, you know, love your love your family, love all that, be happy, all that. All that. Anyways, let's enjoy, move on. Enjoy life as much as possible. That's right. Yeah, yep. that's right. Enjoy life. Tell the people that are important to you how much they mean to you, because you never know. You only get so many to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, I don't mean to jerk anybody's tears out there, but uh, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, uh, say it to my say it to my kids or even my wife. Sometimes I I always leave the house. I always I always want to 
hug and kiss before I leave the house. And I say to them, I say to them sometimes when, especially the kids, they'll go, oh, daddy, why are you always asking me for a hug and kiss? And I say, hey, I could walk out the store and never come back. Something could happen to me. So you always, always want to show those, you know, you love them and do that. But yeah, there you go. Hopefully I didn't make anybody cry out there or start, start, <laughs> you know, making your eyes uh, twitch a little bit. But, uh, I mean, you talked about he was, he was nine years older than me, and I'm like, he was a year younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. You know, and, and a sudden, sudden health thing, too. It's, you know, yeah. that, that could be, that could be anything. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is it, it uh, in the end it, it doesn't really matter to 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 me no. um it it's it, you know it's it's something that that's the that's the family and the friends that 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 sort of deal more with that one if if i don't know absolutely. what it is that's fine i don't need to know so absolutely let's move on from uh from that though let's get ourselves a little bit more cheery in spirits well uh we'll move on to Killzone's website has been retired does not affect online multiplayer. So Killzone Shadowfall was released back in 2013 uh, as a PS4 launch title. I, I did get around to playing it. I thought that the game looked absolutely beautiful and phenomenal, but um, me being an Xbox guy, just I really actually couldn't handle the PlayStation controller that kind of directed me off actually beating the game. But um, yeah, they've uh, they've shut down the Killzone.com website, which I kind of find interesting, and I'm not quite sure on the entire move but i guess it kind of makes sense i'll share my thoughts i'll share my thoughts after this uh wes i'll give you first crack sure uh i mean it's definitely an interesting thing not entirely surprising um i imagine they probably still own the domain um if they ever choose to go back to that it's a redirect sure yeah that makes sense um i mean gorilla's all hands on deck for for horizon um and understandably so so horizon was a phenomenal game and and horizon 2 is is hopefully going to be a great one um so yeah it's not surprising that they would kind of you know toss that not so much on the back burner but kind of like shut that down for a little bit because they're they're not touching that franchise no reason to sort of maybe give false hope to people who who might want a new kill zone kill zone didn't really do much for me i i try i I thought the first one was going to be a great game and i just really didn't enjoy it um killzone 2 obviously had issues with its um transparency of development with what that game actually looked like versus what the initial launch or uh reveal trailer looked like um and uh and yeah i i I didn't even i I heard uh no that was resistance i was thinking never mind um i i heard that the the last kill one was decent but it, it was never one that really struck me in any way. It, it always seemed like Sony's attempt at having that, that big first person shooter. Um, and just, it just, for me, it didn't feel quite as good as, as some of the other uh, competition out there for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's not entirely surprising, but uh, like I said, I mean, they're, they're all working on uh, horizon at this point. Yeah. So that's, that's their focus. Danny. Uh, okay. So uh, I'm sad. Because Killzone is my favorite first-person shooter franchise. Oh no! <laughs> I knew so, it. Yeah. So as I said, I'm like, this is gonna be like Danny's favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them. It really is. Uh, okay. So uh, because my brother had the uh, PS, yeah, uh, I feel so sad for it. 
my brother had the PS2. Uh, I didn't because I was I was all GameCube. But um, Killzone was that franchise that I needed. Uh, like my my cousins grew up playing with Halo, uh, and you know when we would go over, we would go and play Halo. I didn't have a first person series shooter for for our console, so um, I did not want to go and get an Xbox. Uh, not that not only because I didn't have, or I should say at that time I didn't. Yeah, at that time I didn't have the cash flow. Uh, like I do now, but um, I had no interest in Xbox, as you guys know, but um, I needed a flagship first-person shooter franchise for myself. At that time, of course, there was COD, there was uh, Medal of Honor, which is my preferred game over COD, uh, but uh, I don't know, there, there was always something about Killzone. I, I loved the design, I loved that uh, it was a fantasy type of war between two planets, uh, and I, I loved the the art style of it and such. Uh, and I continued playing it. I played the spinoff for PSP, Killzone Liberations, which was not a first person shooter. Um, it was a third part, a third person um, like it's hard to say that one. It's like a puzzle type of game. Uh, and then of course my favorite was a Vita game, and that was Killzone Mercen uh, Killzone Mercenary, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, or Mercenaries, I think it's Mercenary. Uh, which was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Shadowfall w- was good uh, for the system launch of the PS4. Uh, it wasn't the greatest. Um, Part 3 was definitely one of my favorites uh, story-wise. Um, but yeah, like like Wes was saying, you know, the gorillas going on making a Horizon 2. Uh, I'm just hoping that because of, of it being shut down, we're, people are going to forget the Killzone name, uh, except, you know, diehard fans like me. Um but I'm hoping that this is not the last time we see Killzone, uh, especially with Killzone Shadowfall being um, uh, left at the end with a kind of tease for for future game. So I'm hoping that we'll eventually see it. Or, you know, if not, I'm hoping someone else buys the rights. Uh, wink, wink. I wish Nintendo would. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think closing the website eventually, like Wes is saying, you know, eventually happens over time. Uh, but hopefully it continues in the future. I want to see another game. Like I said, it, it's my favorite first-person shooter franchise. I love it. Um, each game has a very different feel to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sad with that news. I, I'm really hoping that this doesn't. That it's not the end of the Killzone franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost wonder. Uh, there's a lot of websites that obviously get shut down after years of games no longer being relevant, but. I do wonder if there is maybe something going to be happening down the road with major companies and especially major gaming companies that have a lot of these tables as to whether or not, instead of having, for instance, Microsoft, instead of there being Bethesda.com, why would you not want all redirection to come to Microsoft.Bethesda.com? Mm-hmm. Or something like that, right? Or like Xbox.Bethesda.com, where... You know, it's almost like a, um, you know, just a collection of. Instead of having all these different websites, you just have a collection of sites under the site. I don't. Know. Well, especially since uh, you know Microsoft now now owns Bethesda, it would make sense. Yeah, kind of. How I feel like that almost because all the multiplayer, everything got pulled over to Sony's site. Except the only thing that you're not able to do right now in Killzone Shadowfall is create or manage, create new clans or manage your clans. So if you're yeah. still in a clan, I guess that's all good, but you can't create new ones, you can't manage them, but other than that, everything's there. 
through the website. I'm sorry. You could only do that through the website. Apparently, yeah. but everything else they pulled over. So, sure. Which kind of makes sense, but anyways, we're gonna move on from Killzone, and uh, this is where we want to get into a little bit of cyberpunk and uh, talking about issues they're facing. They're now, uh, they are now being investigated by a consumer protection agency, and that is UOKIK, Poland's Office of Competition and Consumer Protection, is looking into the confusion around the game's launch and has asked CD Projekt Red for an explanation into what occurred. Uh, a, U a UOKIK spokesperson, uh, and uh, reading this article off IGN, this has been translated by, uh, by IGN Poland, they explain, we are asking the company for explanation regarding problems with the game and actions taken by them. We will check how the developer is working on patches or solving issues preventing playing on various consoles, but also what steps the company is planning to take regarding people who requested refunds and are not happy with their purchase because they can't play the game on owned hardware, despite assurances by the producer. So, perhaps most worryingly in all of this for CD Projekt is that the report adds that the refund policy organized in the aftermatch of all of this still be deemed unsatisfactory so there's been a lot of blows to cyberpunk and this is kind of where we're going you know, you know I mentioned earlier these great games these games are so good need the hardest hotware need the hottest hotware and then they come out and they this you know you get a game where the graphics are completely wonked for certain consoles where you've got glitches where you've got all these problems i i don't see any glitches, but i I mean that that stand out to me. I've uh, I've yet to come across. I, I you know put in a, a Nintendo game and my game breaks on me. There's something about Nintendo yeah, and the games they put out. Every game has bugs. Every oh, yeah. game has bugs. I will say that 100. percent Absolutely. It, it vary of bugs is going to vary, of course. <laughs> but every yeah. game has bugs. So what do you think about all this, Wes? Do you think that the Consumer Protection Agency has a case? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I feel bad for, once again, the people who are actively working on that game. Uh, the, the programmers, the artists, the producers who have to now create these schedules to get themselves in line with, uh, with more governmental oversight now. Um, this is kind of not what you want, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um... I mean, yeah, I just, I feel for, for those people who have to work on it, who, through no fault of their own, they didn't decide to release this game. Um, this is all on management. Um, you know, they, they set unrealistic, unrealistic expectations, uh, unrealistic deadlines, leading to people working overtime to try and get things done, which leads to people making mistakes because they're working so much. Um, and then they put it out far too early. Um, honestly, like, I, I played a bunch of the game over over our break, and um, you know, it, it, when I was in the 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 main path, just along the main campaign, um, everything was mostly fine. As soon as I started to sort of veer off into side quests, into like, hey, I'm just gonna kind of wander around Night City, like that's when the bugs started popping up, and they weren't game breaking. The game wasn't crashing on me, thankfully. Um, that's not to say it's not for some people. Um, but it, it was a lot of just everywhere I went, here's another bug. 
oh, here's uh, here's three people at talking at a bar, but I only see two of them. But I know there's three because the invisible one is holding a bottle and the bottle is visible. Right, yeah. And it's occasionally just going up to an invisible mouth to get drunk out of. Like, it, it, it's it's really unfortunate um that it's sort of come to this um but yeah i mean i hopefully i'd like to say that someone there has maybe learned their lesson and maybe for their next game they won't do this like don't announce the game before you know well before you're even working on it um you know don't hype this up as this crazy thing and then set unrealistic deadlines like Listen to the people working on the game, yeah. uh, because from from all accounts, they were telling management, "Yeah, this shit's not ready." Yeah, it's, it's not know? ready. It's not ready to go. Yeah, so uh, I mean, uh, let this be a lesson to to all devs. Like, a, a a game that is delayed is is delayed until it's released. Like a, a game that's put out early and is bad, it's fucking it. You know, this like what, this I, what happens. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, this game's not going to recover from this. Like, you know, like they 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 can they can patch it, and they they have patched it. Like, there's I think the PC version was on one point oh six last I played it. Um, and yeah, that's that's basically it. Uh, I I am seeing the mention of No Man's Sky. It took for it took years to get here yeah. to where it is now. That yeah. game released years ago. And that was another game that came out, and I swear over the over the entire year that it was being shown off, I said to everybody when I was at the store, I was saying, I was like, you know what? I'm not buying this game. There is not enough being shown about this game. I'm being told things about this game. I'm not being shown things about this game. And when I'm being told things and not shown things, no, I don't, I don't, I don't and, go with that. No. And yeah. with what the with what the devs did with that game is that game released, shit hit the fan. And they basically put their heads down and said, we're going to fix it, and then just Fixed went about it. the process of making it better. Uh, they didn't have the government looking over their backs to say, like, hey, what are you guys up to? Um, and that's going to make, that, that's going to add just additional pressure to, to the producers who have to now, like, get this thing under control. Yeah, Skylar Faith in our chat here says a couple things. Oof. Hype has a way of doing that, though. At least I'm not having issues PC side. But yeah, it was released way too soon. If they had been let alone to do the work, it would have been much better. The, the game has so much potential. Uh, it's a shame they pretty much showed themselves, they shot themselves in the bush, rushing the development. And lastly, No Man's Sky was given so much to it, and they didn't include any of the things they were telling people ha people it had. Yeah. yeah, like, but like, like the. I wonder the long-term ramifications of CD Projekt Red now because going into this, everyone was, CD Projekt Red is so great. I was, especially after The Witcher 3, I was riding CD Projekt Red you know, valiantly into battle. I was like, you know what? They're great. They gave us free DLC. They're great guys. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. They're great. They're wonderful. Look at the great game they made. And now it's going to... That was Bailey Six who said that. Oh, they came out the same color. I'm sorry, Bailey. Bailey Six said No Man's Sky was given so much to it. And uh, they didn't include any of the things they were telling people. But also, how smooth was Witcher's 3 release this Jill Uh it, it also had a little bit of a staggered... Very patchy. Yeah, very patchy. And... Uh, yeah, there, 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 was, there were some issues with the visual quality of that game when it released. Yeah. Uh, compared to the trailers they showed before launch. I'm pretty sure it needed like an HD pack 
one of those like HD texture packs got released for it or something. But uh, maybe I don't. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, but, I don't. I don't. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I don't but, remember it. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 I do worry about CD Projekt Red long term, and whether or not Cyberpunk can really. I think they'll be able to turn Cyberpunk around, but it, it's a tarnished game right now. And I think it'll be an example, kind of like how you laid out there. It's an example to every dev out there. This is what you don't do. And you see those memes of those guys being hung on the on the ship, and it's you know, usually it's Bethesda and EA, and now <laughs> you're CD Projekt Red, hey, first time being hung by everybody, eh? So uh, I mean, I, I hope they can turn it around. <laughs> like I, I hope that this game becomes great. Um, but this is this shadow is always going to hang over this game. It, it, regardless of how far No Man's Sky has come, that shadow is still there. Hundred like percent. Never going to wash their hands of that entire thing. Everyone is going to remember that. I have yet to even try to go back to No Man's Sky, almost because I think that my time is going to be wasted because I don't. I'm not sure. I keep hearing, oh, they fixed it, but I'm like, you know what? I just I don't even want to give it a try. You know what I mean? Like it's it's among among other things, I'm in greener pastures, and especially especially right now in this day and age, where we have new games coming out every single week, and not just one new game coming out every single week. We're having multiple new games launching every single week. Your title is going to get lost in a year or two. It's going to be in a 1999 bin. It's going to be unless you're Nintendo, then you can do whatever you want. Never going to be. Nice. 99. And break every <laughs> single rule of how supply and demand should work. And Nintendo yeah. just goes, Breath of the Wild on the Switch. I don't want to pay full price for it. I've right? already finished it on the Wii U. Right? Just want to. <laughs> yeah. They, they throw their games on sale a little bit, but that's it. It's like, you know what? We'll do 20, we'll do uh, 20 bucks off for a week. And we're never, we'll never yeah. lower the price. But you know what? It works for Nintendo. Um, Danny, any any thoughts on on the case, the uh, the Consumer Protection Agency going after them? Anything? So yeah, well, basically, I agree that uh, they should be uh, held accountable. Uh, and like Wes was saying, not not the people working on the game, but uh, management and and the investors because they're the idiots. Um, I I think that uh, Jill Bailey and uh, Skyler Faith, if I'm saying that correctly, is right. The um, the the uh, the marketing of it is what killed it. The hype that that is what gave the decision to the developers to be like, you know what? If we leave this game and if we postpone it again, this is going to have repercussions. The only trouble is they've done worse than actually waiting. They should have waited for the game to be uh, done and ready to go. Uh, but they didn't. They, they decided, hey, you know what, because of what's going on in the world right now, uh, and the game being delayed so many times, and the time frame it's taking to make this game, people want this now, and, you know, they, they had the big name, they had Keanu Reeves, who uh, I think helped the game sell more uh, than, uh, than what people were going to buy. I think he was the pushing factor. Uh, but, like, th these developers, the, the people running these companies... Uh, and the investors and all of them, uh, they're just after the money. They don't care about anything else until something like this happens uh, and people are returning a game. Think of E.T. back in the day for Atari. 
this this is basically the Atari version of uh, uh sorry, this is the ET version of the PS uh four and well the current systems. I know PC has kind of gotten a little bit better. Uh, and like Bailey Six was saying about uh, about No Man's Sky, yeah, it's improved. But uh, how long did that take for that to happen? And yeah. like you said too, are people still going to be playing uh, Cyberpunk? Uh, you know, the next month, I doubt it very much. Especially with how much hate has gone on for it right now. Uh, I know people at my work who who purchased it. I know one who beat it. He he enjoyed it. He bought it for PC. Uh, but everybody else has returned it or or sold it off somewhere or threw it in in the landfill or in the dumpster somewhere. Uh, like basically, you want to make these games great right when they're getting out of the out of the gate. Yeah, like Wes was saying, of course you're gonna have uh, bugs in games, and I'm not saying Nintendo doesn't because you see it a lot and a lot of them get updated because of certain bugs. And there, there have been game-breaking bugs for the Switch too. So you know, it's not just every, you know they're not exemplary. But this, like I said, this this was a stupid decision done by dumb investors who think money is the main importance of everything. Uh, and uh, now they're 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 feeling the repercussions of this shit. And you know what, CD Projekt Red, like Wes and, and like you were saying, Jake, this is gonna hang over their heads, and this is gonna affect their next game. Hundred percent. It, it will. It will. It'll have repercussions on their next game. That'll definitely be a, a hit in the sales as to what it could have been, and they're gonna have to climb a mountain again. You know, they. It's it's hard to get there in the gaming world, where, and it's evident in the fact that eight million copies were sold as pre-orders day one, day one, eight million copies sold. You don't get 8 million copies sold unless you're a trusted developer that people put their faith into, right? You don't get that. that that's hard to do. Like Rockstar, when Rockstar puts out a game, you, you, you know that Rockstar has put their time and effort into it. Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, they only make two or three damn games. But whenever those games come out, just go wallet. Here you guys go. Thank you for the amazing time you're about to give me. I... I you know but now cd project red is going to have to go and climb bloody mountain get themselves back in some shape car hero says uh and it looks like you already got to that lesson in the chat witcher 3 was apparently very buggy when it first released as well and now it's known as one of the best rpgs out there they they 100 have the entire capability of turning this around it's the only the only difference between then and now is the uh, that that hanging cloud as Danny described that is going to be that same feeling that we all have to when we think of No Man's Sky. Think of No Man's Sky. It's the lack of promise at the beginning. It's not what it is now. It's, it's that it's that lack at the beginning. You know, first impressions. They say first impressions, right? Well, so, and I think I think the success of The Witcher Three uh, put them into a different league well that's it that's 100 percent. you know like yes like witcher 3 launched in in a buggy state but the 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 landscape for for that company and and kind of the in terms of like being under the 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 microscope for for the gaming community was it was very is very different now um that yeah it's 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 i would i I would bigger now because the expectations were there 
I would literally almost, I, I literally want to maybe just quote it called like the Rockstar effect. Because I, I don't know about you guys, just anything Rockstar puts out, I throw my, it's just, it's it's a good game. It's it's going to be a good game. They go and they put in so much time and effort and the little things. It's the little things, you know. I I don't know if you guys have played much Grand Theft Auto Five or Red Dead Redemption, and you just just rolling down the road. You look over and there's something that they've put into the game just to be there for that moment. For you to be like, oh my god, you actually put that in this game. You actually took the time to to search this to put this in. So, I don't know. those horse balls get bigger and larger and. Seriously, someone had to do that. That was someone's job, right? Someone had to design those balls. Someone had someone to shape them. That on their <laughs> resume. I uh, I drew horse balls. I did that. You I know, programmed like, it to happen. You see how they bounce? It's on my. Balls on the balls. Oh, and man. I made them walk around that that. Motion capture room. Yeah. We're going to have one more here, and then we're going to call it a night, folks. I'm going to share the the, the la other one, uh, and then we'll get to this. So Mass Effect Legendary Edition is reportedly going to be out in March. We're not going to spend time talking about this one. It's pretty straightforward. We already talked about this, I believe, right before the Christmas break anyways. It was supposed to be coming out in March anyways. This is just confirmation of... Another rumor saying it's coming out in March. It's coming out in March. It's going to be great. If you don't like Mass Effect, you should. Um, except number three. We talked about that, too. Mass Effect 3 was a huge... You know what else don't comes work. out in March? Monster Hunter Rise. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Get about halfway through Mass Effect 3 and then stop playing. And then you... Good game. Good game. Sure. sure. But the one we're going to talk about here real quick before we head away is Star Wars games to be branded under the returning banner that is Lucasfilm Lucasfilm ran uh, Lucasfilm games ran throughout the 80s and early 90s before being rebranded into Lucasfilms. Uh, they created a few different games when they were back then, but now obviously uh, their main focus is going to be the housekeeper of the Star Wars titles, but they're also going to be looking to work on new titles. Now, I had originally thought when I first heard this news that they could potentially be doing a sneaky sneaky by having EA you know, put all the money and time and effort into developing and building up the Star Wars brand, Star Wars games brand, before them being like, you know what, we're just going to take it back and just make it in our own studio. Doesn't seem the case. It seems that there's more or less going to be working alongside other companies in the same way that Lucasfilm was doing the same thing. But it could lead to either a more development of Star Wars games or b better development of Star Wars games. Either way, I'm not. Uh, you won't see me complain about that. I've yet to play Star Wars Squadrons, but I'm waiting for it to come to the Xbox Game Pass for PC. As soon as it does, I am going to be hopping into a cockpit. But Wes, have you had a chance to play uh, Squadrons yet? No, not yet. Um, it, I I heard sort of mixed stuff when it launched, and I didn't really look back at it it didn't seem to really set the world on fire so i i yeah. it kind of just passed me by unfortunately yeah but yeah i'm waiting on ea play to come to game pass on pc which is apparently coming soonish yeah sometime in the next couple of weeks then uh we'll yeah, we'll i don't think they've put a date but yeah early 2021 i think is what they said 
We'll have to uh, hop behind the cockpit and get into some shooting there. I'm excited for more Star Wars games. They're always fun to play. Although, okay, it's funny, the last couple I've yet to play. So, uh, Star Wars Squadrons and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, respectively. I never actually got around to playing those games. And I think maybe it took me a little bit because I didn't want to go and get into them, knowing how bad the other Star Wars games had been previously. How it's just not... You know. Force Unleashed, I think, was like the last one that was decent. I don't really think they've released much else since then. There's just been all the cancelled games and Star Wars Battlefront, which is Star Wars Battlefront. But Danny, what do you think about this move? Uh, I think it was going to happen eventually, um, that they were gonna go under that that banner. Uh it makes sense. Um but like you said, there 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 are some hit and miss games and there are some good ones. I've seen my my uh brother play squadrons and it's pretty cool for for it's different. It definitely definitely feels fun. Um, but there are a lot of, um, like you were saying, games that were canceled that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people wanted to see. So let's, let's see what this banner does. Let's see how they move forward with their games. Uh, hopefully we get some, some better ones. I know Battle, uh, Battlefront 1 was probably like the most bare bones type of game in the world. Um, but Part 2 seemed to be doing a, a little bit better. Let's, let's see what happens. Got to wait and see on that one. That's going to wrap it up for tonight, folks. We appreciate all of you for tuning in to Player to Player, our weekly gaming talk show here on the Nerdy Nerds Network, where we talk about gaming news that you don't want to miss out on. Today's been a bit of a doozy. Had some good titles, a little bit of emotion coming out there, too. So, as always, again, folks, thank you uh, to all those who joined us in the chat as well. You can always be a part of the conversation and have your thoughts shared online by joining us. From 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every single Monday here over on our Twitch channel. And if you are unable to take us, or if you're unable to join us live, you can take us on the road by visiting us on your favorite podcast sources, downloading our episodes, streaming them, or on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, I definitely like mentioning some of our, you know, the fun facts where we get a lot of uh, the viewers on our. Uh, a podcast we get a lot of uh, a lot of pickup in uh, india and uh i believe uh number two is uk last i checked last i checked so it's uh pretty interesting there and then the yeah, united states is third so come on canada i'm tuning in to your old canadian you know canadian northerners here as uh we, we talked to gaming news but it's been great chatting with danny and you too as wes so as always it's great chatting with you guys boy always fun yeah, 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 absolutely. I lost my words there. Like, I had no idea what I was. I, I, I had yep, and then nothing else lined up for that sentence. Well, you, you oh, recovered. Yeah. So. That was great. Yeah. That was I'm great. just gonna throw myself under this bus. Right. <laughs> but we'll see you folks next Monday from nine to eleven p.m. back here on Twitch. Until then, all of you have a great night.